I'm Dr. Chris Meyer. This is the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. to your knowledge base about human interaction. We'll look at motivation, we'll look at emotion, and we'll look at decision-making, all within the context of negotiations. This is going to improve your life both organizationally and outside of the organization. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast today. Typically when I do this podcast, I think about ways that I can impact your uh, organizational interactions. I think about things that I can teach you, tips and tricks. Um, But this week has been a different kind of week. Uh, This has been a really difficult week to to really reflect on and to look at uh, how impactful injustice is in our society and how complicit uh, so many of us uh, have have been in injustice uh, simply by not speaking up. So speaking up is... uh, is taking center stage right now. My last podcast was on justice. I'm not going to do another podcast on justice. Um, I I don't feel like I am the voice that you need to listen to right now about justice. I'm going to talk to you about something that is uh, really important for our interactions. Could be in an organizational sense. Could be in uh, our everyday, our day-to-day interactions, interactions with family, interactions with friends. This is something that I was planning on talking about last week, and then um, I felt that it was necessary to at least address in uh, whatever meager way that I could the situation with uh, George Floyd's murder um, with with his, uh, his tragic death. Um, I, I needed to address that last week. Um, And now I want to go back to this. I think that this is important. It's something that's on a lot of people's minds. Um, Even as we move forward with uh, thoughts about social justice, thoughts about um, ethnic equality, uh, racial equality, even as we move forward into um, this world where we're trying to be um, more open-minded uh, about a lot of these things, um, trying to really uh, resolve some of these issues, I think that have been festering for for forever in our country. Um, I think that this is is uh, still apropos to talk about uh, as we move forward, um, and we're having marches, um, and, and people are out on the streets, and we're having uh, discussions, and we're having a lot of dialogue about what's going on in our country. And the way that I was going to frame this topic of risk and uh, whether or not you are um, risk avoidant or risk seeking, the way that I'm going to, the way that I was going to frame this idea of risk um, was around uh, reopening the country, was around reopening business. Um, But I think it's a broader topic than that. And, and I think that it comes into play when we think about, do I want to speak out here? Is 
my organization the place that I want to speak out? Is my organization going to be willing to listen? Or is that a big risk for me to take? Is it a bigger risk if I don't speak out? So when we go into any interaction, any situation, we are constantly aware of and measuring the risk. We're trying to choose an appropriate action, trying to choose an appropriate plan to implement that puts our risk profile in concert with the risk in the action. So what that means is if I have a risk profile that is risk-seeking, I'm, I'm very comfortable with risk. I'm going to put myself in situations that are different from somebody who has a risk profile that is about minimizing risk. And if we think about where we were with COVID-19 and we had everything locked down, people were at home, people were um, hidden away safely in their own homes, interacting with few people, and then we said, let's open up. And some people were very willing to go out, so they're risk-seeking, and some people were very unwilling to go out. So they're risk minimizing. And if we think about this, this happens in our everyday lives in a lot of situations. Not just when there's a pandemic on, not just when we are fighting social injustice, but this happens in a lot of situations. Think about the organizations that you work for or the jobs that you have. Some jobs are more, some jobs have more inherent risk than others. Before I was an academic, I worked in small startup companies around technology. I joined companies at a very early stage. There was a lot of risk. Some of those companies didn't make it. Some of those companies did, but not necessarily the way that they thought they would. There was a lot of risk involved in that. The job that I have now as a professor at a large university has very little risk. The risk is maybe I'll have to teach in an undesirable classroom on an afternoon that doesn't really fit my schedule very well. It's not a big risk. Some days that's a great thing. Some days I miss the excitement of the startup. I am naturally fairly risk-seeking. I grew up in a very stable household I grew up not well off, but also not hurting for anything. We never had extravagance, but we were never wanting for things that we needed. My wife grew up in a similar situation from the extravagance or want situation. Um, However, her family had a small business, and there were often conversations, discussions about how that was going, and sometimes it wasn't going very well. Um, She was conditioned to avoid that risk because in my family, we never had those discussions. I didn't have that conditioning. I didn't see risk as something that I should avoid. In fact, the way I grew up, I was rewarded for risk-taking. Risk-taking was a positive thing. 
Risk-taking was something that I was supposed to do, although, and my parents would probably chime in on this, not to an extent that I would put myself in danger, but risk-taking in decision-making was something that was very encouraged because everything else was safe. Now, some of the people that are out protesting right now are protesting because they don't have that same baseline. They don't have that same level of security. And so every day is a risk. Every day when they go out in the community, it's seen as a risk because they don't have security. I didn't grow up like that, so I can't relate. I can't have that understanding. So I rely on other people to educate me about that risk. People that grew up in a situation where everyday life is risky probably spend a lot of their time trying to minimize the risk that they're taking. Whereas I grew up in a situation where everyday life was not risky. So I grew up looking for some good, positive risks to take. That's a big difference. And it really can change the way that we interact. So if I go into a business meeting and I am absolutely a risk taker, I'm comfortable taking a risk, I'm going to be trying to negotiate for, trying to um, advocate for riskier solutions, riskier business plans, maybe trying some new different things that we haven't tried in the past. Whereas somebody who grew up mitigating risk on a day-to-day basis, making sure that they weren't putting themselves in unnecessary risk, somebody who grows up that way addresses risk very differently. So when we think about small things, do you want to go out to eat tonight? Well, the restrictions are lifted and the, the restaurants can have 50% capacity now, at least in Texas. Then we think, yeah, maybe that, that would be great. That's a, that's a logical risk that we should take. We should go out. We should have some dinner. We should. However, if you've grown up in a situation where you're trying to mitigate risk, it doesn't necessarily seem like the best idea. The one thing that changes, whether or not we're willing to take the risk, is how great the need is or how great the payout is at the end of it. Which is why when our country has been locked down, when people have been stuck at home, and I say stuck colloquially, right? For some, it was bad. For some, it was great. Um, But everybody's been at home. And now there's something important, something with great importance to humanity, not not just to our country, not just to a small group in our country, not not just to black people, honestly. 
this is something that is massively important to our society, to our culture, to who we are as human beings. That overrides the risk. People are willing to go out in groups, in crowds, to make sure that voices are heard, to make sure that values are communicated, to make sure that ideologies are clear. This is an important moment, and this is where that risk goes out the window. Whether I'm risk tolerant, whether I'm risk averse, it doesn't matter as much because people are working towards something that's very important. We've all been in situations where there is risk, but the payoff greatly outweighs that risk. My grandfather, during World War II, pulled another soldier out of a burning tank. He never really talked about it much. We had one conversation in our shared lifetimes that we had a discussion about this, and I said to him, how did you get the courage to go pull him out of the tank? And he said, it wasn't courage. I just couldn't watch him die. That is where we're at with risk right now. People are making decisions that given other circumstances, they may not make. If we weren't at an inflection point in our society, in our culture, that demanded action the way that this does, I don't know that people would be taking the risks that they're taking. Were this not such an important issue, I doubt that we would see so many people gathered together in public places. I doubt that we would see so many people in a pandemic on the streets marching together, locked arms. But this is a risk that's worth taking. And to bring it back around to the topic of the podcast, there are times when we need to face that risk. There are times when we need to address our own risk tolerance and think about, is this something that I'm willing to do? Is this something that's important enough for me that I'm going to do it? One of the reasons this topic came up is um, my church opened back up. And there was a lot of discussion about putting people in harm's way. By having people sitting in the pews, were we putting people in harm's way? Would people that are in uh, groups that are more susceptible to COVID-19, such as older adults, would they be in the congregation and would we be putting them at risk? And a lot of the discussion centered around that it was worth it. It was something that spoke to the values of the people that were going to show up. This was something that they desired to do. It was worth the risk. And I think that there are things in our lives that are worth the risk. Search your values. 
think about the things that are worth it to you, your family, your faith, social justice. Some of these things are really worth fighting for. Some of these things are worth putting ourselves in a position of risk. My hope is that real change comes from the protests. My hope is that real change comes from the marches. My hope is that we can live in a better society, a society that values the differences that we all have. I hope that that happens. I hope that people out there are standing up for that. If you haven't already listened to it, go back and listen to the previous episode about justice. One of the reasons that I went to grad school, one of my major foci was the idea of justice. I think it's one of the critical ideas in society today, and we need to have a better understanding. If you know people that could benefit from this podcast, please share it. Please send it to others. Um, help me grow the audience so that we can have deeper uh discussions so that I can keep this up. Um, Share it, subscribe. I would appreciate it. Thank you very much. If you have ideas, please go to my website. You can go to negotiationinnovation.com and email me from there. Thanks for listening to the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that I can reach a wider audience. You can find more information about these ideas on my website at MeyerNegotiation.com. Thanks. See you next time.